Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, Seminole Headlines podcasters? Thanks so much for listening to the program. As always, the podcast brought to you in part by our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Today, no different. Appreciate them enabling us to do this for you. What else they'll do for you is uh, work hard throughout the state to ensure uh, that the insurance companies are doing the right thing and they're not acting in bad faith. Uh, they will they'll get after the insurer if they are. They'll inspect and assess the loss on your behalf. By the way, they are throughout the state just because an insurance company tells you no or there's a certain amount that they're willing to give out doesn't mean that's the end of the story. Find out more. Go to policyadvocate.com. That'd be policyadvocate.com. Or call 888-904-2524. Onward we go with Seminole Headlines. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, the Seminole Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio begins right now, and it is sponsored by our good friends at Birch Orthodontics. Best in the business, Dr. Heather Birch and her staff. Nobody better. My kids have gone there. Iris' kids have gone there. If uh, if Corey was in town more often, I can assure you his child would be there too. Yeah. Uh, we know that's true. We know that's true. But uh, listen, we, we brag on her and her staff every week, and rightfully so. Uh, you can go check it out for yourself. Free consultation. Uh, it really is uh, as easy a process as you could want to go through for something that can be traumatic for kids. So uh, if you're if you're coming up on that time where your kid may need braces or even yourself, you owe it to yourself to check out Dr. Heather Birch and her great staff at Birch Orthodontics. Ira, website, please. The website is birchorthodontics.com, B-U-R-C-H, orthodontics.com. If you can't spell that, I'm sorry, you're on your own. you you got to look it up, get a dictionary, go to uh, googledictionary.com. Um, but yeah, virtualorthodox.com is the website and the, and the staff is incredible. The, the work they do is great, as you said, but the staff is really incredible. I miss them. I miss them. My kids are all, they're straight teeth now and we don't yeah. have appointments regularly. And I just want to go stop by and talk to their friendly staff. So, so that's maybe, the impact they had on Ira. That will not be me. Well, maybe uh, I could take, can I take Bryce? You can, you can. In right. fact, I was just about to offer up the possibility that you could <laughs> see that by uh, handing Bryce off to you. I love Dr. Birch and I will forever love Dr. Birch. And I think her staff is great. I'm not saying that as an empty gesture, but I'm not making random stops by there when, when my kids' teeth are straight and they're done with braces. It's just you not going to happen. You think they would mind? No, it man, you could just sit, you should be able to sit in the corner and watch watch the procedures. <laughs> I could like uh, give like when people are coming out. Hey, I like what they're doing. I see what they're doing there. I see what they're yeah. doing there. Yeah, I, I see. see I, see, I see the plan. 
My man Nathaniel Hornblower writes, given that it seems like very few, if any, quality offensive tackles are in our pay range uh, or are going to hit the portal, do you think we're totally screwed trying to play McKenzie Milton behind this existing personnel, or do you think he can run enough, uh, use the quick game play action, and get it done, assuming reasonable offensive line injury luck? Boys? Yeah, I think they're – they're okay where they are. I think it's I think it's doable where they are right now. I think that line improved enough that if you have a quarterback that sees it quickly and gets it out of his hand quickly like this kid does on the short game and can move a little bit, I think this offensive line is probably good enough, but that doesn't mean you you're you stand pat if something good comes along. You know, like we talked about in the first hour. Somebody if there's a big time guy out there or even a pretty big time guy out there, you go and get him. You want to make this line better. Got to. Uh, Michael writes, I just finished watching the national title, and now i got to hear it again since I live two hours from Tuscaloosa. What do they do better than the rest of the country? That's rhetorical, as the SEC does pay, and Landon tastes the roids. They hide it better in the tent, better than Coach O and Hugh Freeze. Speaking of Landon, he breaks his ankle with us while tripping over air, and now he has a chip on his shoulder. I continue wearing my garnet and gold unabashedly in the midst of mockery. I'm happy at what's going on in the portal for us. Norvell, please bring us back to the legally violent defense. Quick, hashtag pancakes, hashtag Jeff advocates for cheating. Well, listen, Michael, I think Ira tweeted about this, and we've all said it at varying points. When you have the greatest college football coach sport has ever seen you have a desire to be good thus the uh rich alumni base which goes way back contributes at a very high level you have the best facilities you recruit at a high level well then you're going to turn into a football factory and that's what they are and that's a confluence of events that have arrived just perfectly for this decade for alabama um you know that's one thing they do really well I do want to ask you guys this, and I've been saying this for a few years now, and it goes back to when we began to watch these staffs. It's not just Alabama, but they were the real, really the first to do it. Expanding the roster, if you will, it's one thing to have a collection of great coaches, but then when you have an extra 50 analysts to go along with it, I don't think that's healthy for college football. I don't think that's going to help create some competitive balance, and I think the sport is in desperate need of it because yawn – at the start of every year, and certainly at the halfway point, there's really no reason for 85% to 90% of the schools to continue to watch uh, most college football seasons these days. It's a foregone conclusion about who's competing for and winning national championships, and there's really nothing you can do about it. Yeah, It's I mean, like, it, to me, uh, I think this is an analogy that we can run with. Uh, it's like Formula One. Because isn't it Formula One, you can do whatever you want to the cars? They don't all have to be the same. You can build know. the best cars. You're it's right, not, Chief. In stock car, but in stock car racing, they're all they all have the same requirements. They yeah, all have the same right. parameters. It's just basically who's a better driver. It's supposed to be. But in Formula One, you can do what you can soup up your car to whatever you want, and people just have to try to do it better than you. And therefore, if you have more money, you can do more things. Yes, and the guy, I think his name's Lewis Hamilton. Come on, guys. Don't know. But, what are we uh, doing here? What are we doing British, here? British guy. I have a just British brother. He's a big Formula One. For the love of God. What's even happening here? <laughs> he wins every race. And is is that fair? Not really. So, But Formula One's just done it like that, and I think that's what college football has done. And when you look at what they're doing with the, the – what ESPN is doing with the money – it's making it like Formula One. You have four or five cars that have a chance to win. And that's Maybe it. Maybe ten. That's it. 
out of 120, you have 10. You have 10 well, teams. I think that 10. Is, I, I, you know what, Corey? I think that number it's getting even smaller, and that's what really is unsettling. I don't think you know, at the start of every season there aren't 10 teams that can win a national championship. They're not. There, there's there's five at best. Yeah. The yeah, problem. Yeah. I, the, prob- the problem I had watching that game, and it, it, it is becoming. It's like you know watching the Yankees and the Red Sox play every year, or whatever. When you it's know, like, I'll be honest, it's like watching Lewis Hamilton in Formula One. That's <laughs> the, that's a better one. You're right. <laughs> that's um, what my wife said, Corey. <laughs> but, but the thing is, it's like I didn't even. It's people were like fawning over Steve Sarkeesian after that game, and I, I mean, he called a good game. They had a good game plan, but it's also like, man, you've got the better player at like every position, and then you. And so it's like, and he, Jeff, you actually, I, I didn't catch your show live. Um, I guess it was, was from Saturday or Friday. It was from Friday or I think, yeah. or no, it's yesterday during the day before the game, before the, I caught it last night. I was listening back to it last night. You said like their, their percentage of success in every situation offensively oh, it's unreal. off the charts. Like yeah. if, if they run play action, it's play off the charts. straight drop back. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Everything was over 60% successful. Yes. And so when you're watching that, it's like, there's no drama. They could have done anything. That, and then and then even when Ohio State caught them in the right play and they blitzed and they had a kid meet the 22 in the hole, the kid still dragged them for six or seven yards because he's bigger and stronger than them. I mean, it's just there's no drama. So I do think that's a problem. I mean, I just well, – I, I think when we talk about college football, like remove everybody listening to this, remove your fandom. I don't care. And the, ra- and the ratings for that game were terrible. Terrible. And they're going to continue to get worse. Yeah. Most of the country doesn't care to watch Alabama or Clemson or Ohio State win another national championship. It's not those teams' fault. They're playing under the rules, and they're doing everything they can to win. Good for them. And if Florida State were winning all these, I'd be excited. That'd be good. But I'm just telling you the problem would persist no matter what. If you think about it, we look at the Power Five, we talk about how it should have a commissioner, that it's a billion-dollar industry that doesn't have a commissioner, and everybody flies by the seat of their pants and does whatever the hell they want, which is ridiculous. You've, if you were looking at growing the sport of college football, you would be petrified right now because this is not moving in the right direction. This is not a good thing. You'd be thinking, how do I keep people in the Pac-12 or the Mountain West or the Big 12 or the other schools in the Big 10, not name Ohio State, interested? How do I keep their fan bases interested to the end of the year? And, man, I know this year there was a pandemic, but I can tell you that by week four, this was over. We already knew Alabama, Clemson. I don't know that we knew Ohio State because they were only going to play six games. It was a weird year. But pretty much this was a foregone conclusion, and it seems to be that way every year. You've got to get more teams with a path to compete. Right now, if you're not in the Power Five, they have sent an overwhelming message to you. You cannot play. You do not get to eat from the money trough. There is no chance. You can go undefeated back-to-back years. You can have a bunch of NFL players. You're not getting in. Yeah, they, they. I think they'll. I think it'll help. Honestly, weirdly, it's going to help when they expand, because then number one, you're not going to have so many blowouts. I mean, every game in the playoffs is a blowout. It seems like, but you're going to at least see more teams. You're going to get more teams in there, so that'll help. You'll get a power five or a group of five school in there every now and again, probably. Maybe a Pac-12 team will make an appearance. But I think when you go to eight, you know, yeah, Alabama's going to kill whoever they play. But the other games might be actually competitive and fun to watch. So that'll help. And more teams will still have a chance. But would you reduce in, the number of analysts that people can have? Would you reduce? Would you start to look at scholarships? Would yes. You a lot of yeah, these oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I think just for the competitive balance, you have to. Because, again, it's – I mean, I hate to be that guy, but it's just not fair. It's not fair that the Big Ten and the SEC, mainly the SEC, 
they're all controlled by TV, but you're you're wanting the ACC to compete with the SEC and making fun of them when they don't. Yet you give the SEC every team thirty million more dollars a year to work with. So Alabama can have forty con- quality control assistants. Florida State can have four. Yeah, and that's I what mean, I, and the, and I think it was so apparent in that game because they. It, and I said earlier that they're they they had better personnel across the board than Ohio State, but they also you could they looked like an NFL team in terms of the preparation. Like they ran so many different things, so many yeah. different formations, you know, different misdirection things, and like flawlessly. Well, you can't do that. Like you couldn't do that in the old college football. But when you've got uh, you know the best staff in football, plus you got former head coaches as analysts all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. So yeah, it's a, I, you know, it is, I, I don't want to say that it's, it's like, yeah, I think it's alarmist to say, Oh, it's, you know, doing irreparable damage to the sport, but I do think it's a, it's a real concern for quite Guys, Lewis, question. Lewis Hamilton has won the uh, F whatever it is, the F one championship in 14, 15, 17, 18, 19 and 20 Ira. The kid's let me tell you, dominating. Let me tell you this, Corey. If I was one of his rivals, I'm just there might be some there might have been some vandalism. Something might have happened to his car at some point, is all I'm saying. Oh, Somebody you cut the brakes on a car that goes two thirty on that ass. <laughs> just saying there, at yeah. some point we're not letting we're not letting Lewis, oh Lewis over there. Yeah. We're not letting I, mean, I don't know if race. I tinker with his car. I start probably tinkering with his family a little bit. Mm, you get straight make, to the heart of the matter. Making threats or, yeah. a, a, you know, a, again, a horse hat or something. Something's got to be side, done to make him want to do note, something else. Before we break, I do want to mention that it must be riveting to sit across from your brother-in-law and talk F1 in the kitchen. <laughs> you know what I do is I, I entertain him for about two and a half minutes, and I'm like, all right, man, that's I'm, I'm done. But I can't do this anymore. Would you but, like but, something but, to drink? I'm going to the other room. <laughs> but, you, but you felt the need to bring it to Seminole Headlines. Ira, look, look, you talked for 12 minutes about sand on a scale. And I didn't interrupt you. I was making an incredible point, a great analogy. Sand on the scale was more interesting because I kept thinking, where can he go from here? I don't know. I think he screwed this up. This will be interesting to see where he goes. (laughs) (laughs) Seminole Headlines continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right, let's keep it rolling. We've got a Twitter question on Seminole Headlines, guys. A Twitter hey, question. Hey, tell them how to do that, Jeff. Tell tell listeners how to do that for next week. Ryan's going to be prepared. If you go to at Knowles Headlines, that's a capital N and a capital H, at Knowles Headlines, you can ask us anything you want. Well, that's almost right. anything. We're not guaranteed to answer it, but now we've opened up other avenues by which questions can be asked besides Facebook. Uh, rightfully so. People are tired of Facebook. Frankly, I'm tired of Twitter, but that's all right. Let's let's welcome him in the, into the fold. Here we go. Uh, Alejandro Lopez says, hello, gentlemen. I believe that the athletes we got in the portal bring more than just skills. They have been in successful programs and seen winning. Auburn running back beat Alabama. UCF's guys went undefeated and had two big games uh, games against LSU. You think this is a big addition to the culture as well as overall talent? Good job, Alejandro. Ira, fire away. I, I think you can you can you can make that argument. You can cling to it, and I think there's some merit to it. At the same time, South Carolina lost a whole lot of football games. Kansas yeah, lost a lot of football. Wasn't very good either. Yeah. Yeah, and Kansas lost a lot of football games. So you know, there's there's some give and take there. But I do think, um, again, like and we touched on in the first hour. I think when you look at the reasons those guys are coming, 
and where they're coming from. I think for the most part, you got to feel you're not getting just a bunch of renegades who are just here for for themselves. I do feel like you uh, you're bringing them in, and you're uh, they're gonna they're gonna be a positive addition. You're also not getting guys that like. Uh, no offense to the kid, you're not getting a guy like Raymond Woody who wasn't going to see the field next year and needed a new opportunity. These guys were starting at their places, you know, and they've had individual success in college. They're not moving on because they couldn't play at that level. They're moving yeah. on to something better. I think that's a. I think that's a bit. Whether they won games or lost games, you have guys that have experienced individual success and know what it's like to be a. Uh, a uh, solid to good college football player. Man, does Muschamp ever get another head coaching job? Good Lord. How could does. he? The paydays are endless. That'd be, it'll be another S. What, is he going to go to Kentucky if Stoops leaves? Like, is he just going to make his run through the SEC East? He should take it to Vandy. See what he can do yeah. there? Yeah, exactly right. Uh, that way, his annual win total of five will <laughs> you'll be appreciated. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, all right, so Caleb also writes on Twitter, at Knowles Headlines, is it possible that Norvell could be doing any better in recruiting than he is, realistically speaking? I mean, sure. Yeah, yeah, he could. Yeah, it wasn't we, – we weren't nobody was doing cartwheels over that class he landed, but we gave him the benefit of the doubt because of, you know, the year. The year they had on the field and just well, the year we've all had in life. Well, they couldn't have people come visit them. It was, yeah, it was, that's what I was uh, saying. Just the year we've had in life. It, you, it was it was unlike any recruiting season that any coach has ever had to go through. And uh, so, yeah, he gets the benefit of the doubt. He's off to a good start, though, for next year. And what he did in the portal portends to make the portend, the portal transfer portal portends um, that to him being a pretty darn good recruiter. I mean, right. you know, those, these guys could have gone to a lot of different places. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say – I wouldn't agree with he, he couldn't do any better. But I think, um, you know, when you factor in the portal after a three and six season, you can't be disappointed with what well, they got. I also think he's opening some doors in areas of the state that haven't been opened by taking some of these kids in the transfer portal. I mean, look at that one kid comes from Miami Central. I mean, all of a sudden right. you're in the door there if he plays well. So that's yeah. really important. You didn't have existing relationships there. Mary writes, no questions, fellas. I'm happy with the portal, and we won't know anything till at least spring football. I just want to thank you guys for everything. It's been an extraordinarily difficult time, and you guys always make me laugh. Much needed, much appreciated. Love you guys, even Corey. Thank oh, you, Mary. Thank, thank you, Mary. You. That's very nice. Even, That's even me. Thanks, Mary. Even, even me. Was that a Twitter? Was that a Twitter or Facebook? That was Twitter. Oh, okay. I think, uh, first Twitter. First dash or dipping our toe into Twitter. Well, people that don't know, Jeff actually got his Facebook account taken down last week yeah. uh, for reasons we won't go into. There was a purge. <laughs> yeah. There was a purge, and yours got taken down. So. Yeah. Yeah, I understand uh, why you're going to Twitter. Crazy now. how it happened, man. I'll tell you what, yeah, the, tyranny, gotta, the tyranny. Is there? There's got to be, uh, you know, our famous merch store, the, which which we're launching any day now. We got to do something with Portal. There's got to be some sort of a uh, play on Portal for this team for this this season. For because uh, mm. we'll, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll 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 let that marinate. Hear your concerns, Ira. I'll get the gang on it. We'll get somebody okay. on something that can the merch, the merch staff. Yeah. Uh, Bob writes, just the thought, who would play each of your roles in Seminole Headlines, the movie? And then who would play Jimbo Fisher, Willie Taggart, and Mike Norvell? <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a hard one. We'll have to circle back to that one. We're going to waste too much time kind of going through this. I don't dislike the question, but... We yeah, it's a good question. Questions. I wish we'd have had... I would have, I'd have known ahead of time. I could have come up with the... I think you're Bruce Willis, Jeff. That's like fair. It. That's fair. Good looking, funny. Women well, he's 62 now. Me. I think it's true. Um, okay, I like that pick. 
You yeah. would say. I, I think I don't Danny, know. I'm I think probably Danny one of the Hemsworth brothers. Corey, Danny DeVito. That's a, it's a good stature. Yeah, go to the next like, question. Works. That's ridiculous. I say you're like Bruce Willis and you come back with Danny DeVito. Well, I'm looking for height, humor. I just feel like it works well for you. I mean, I, I, tell you, I rescind I, Bruce I, I, Willis. Corey, Corey, just so you know, I run into people. They say, is Corey as nice as, as he comes across? I said, yeah, he's a dear friend. They said, man, he's like Danny DeVito. I said, that's true. He is. He looks no. like <laughs> I, I rescind the Bruce Willis. <laughs> You're like you're, you can't rescind. You're like Hans. You can't. Well, I can't rescind it, and I did. You're well, you're Donald Sutherland. That's fine. He's a great actor, well respected, incredible. He's voice. old as the hills. I agree. He's as old I, as the hills, like you are. Still well thought of. Well, that makes Ira Methuselah. Well, Iris, I so, can't believe Iris still alive. Abe Vigoda is going to play me. <laughs> <laughs> nice Abe Vigoda reference. Well done. Um, Jeremy writes, "What kind of pancakes do they serve in the transfer portal?" Blueberry, fat blueberry <laughs> pancake, because those are the best pancakes. You're right, they are. And uh, man, he's he's. I'm just. I, you got to be. I, excited might be too strong. I get it. It's three and six, and you didn't get a bunch of all Americans. But incur- strongly, highly encouraged if you're a Florida State fan by what's going on in the portal. It's crazy. It's like it's like being a f- NFL fan and wondering who you're going to get in free agency, because they're all free agents. Like they don't, they don't have contracts. So you can literally, there's hope after every terrible season that man, we can we could get hot in the portal and have a whole new team next year. Sure, yeah. You, you dig in the portal, Ira, or no? Yeah, and I'm, I'm I actually was, you know, I was surprised more teams didn't do what Norvell did because uh, I think I wrote a very prescient column at Warchant.com yeah. where you might remember on Most signing of day. Years are yeah. What what I wrote was that you know by only signing 16, what he did was he left a lot of cap space. For this class, and a lot of teams didn't do that. You're yeah. only you can't really oversign like you used to be able to. You used to be able to bring in like 32 guys, 33 they guys. Hurt their ass and, and all that. Yeah, and and you can't do that anymore. You're, I mean, Florida State's probably gonna. It's gonna be like 26 or so, 26, maybe 27. Um, and so, but a lot of these teams, if you look at the early signing period, all these even teams that weren't. In, I get it for Alabama, Clemson. They're getting the best of the best. But like teams in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. We're all filling up their class with high school kids, like 24, 25 guys, which didn't make sense to me because why would you not want to at least see what's on, on the market in the portal? And I think Norvell was really smart. When he signed 16 people, I think people were nervous about it because, hey, man, why is everybody else signing 23 and you only signed 16? I think he was smart. I think he knew he wanted to get a bunch of portal guys. I actually kept thinking, man, sign 10 and then go get every kid in the portal available because we need kids that you've seen play college football at a level commiserate to uh, at least being competitive in a Power Five conference. And, you know, I, I'm not sure this roster had a lot of those. So I was, or, and high school kids can't typically come in and provide that for you. Yeah. So, yeah, I was kind of like, oh, go ahead, go crazy on the portal for now. That's not yeah. how you want to build long term, but in the interim, to bridge a gap, it's the right thing to do. That'd be a good selling point to Travis Hunter to get him to stay. It's like, look, you're going to be the only kid we sign. You're going to be our recruiting class. <laughs> it's it's you and one. You and one other. You and Marvin Jones Jr. That's it. That's it. Uh, Marlon writes, happy super wild card recovery day, boys. Okay, I'm almost there to give Norvell a year zero, although those games were played. But if we get a spring-summer workout and a fall-fall camp with the transfer upgrades, do I dare say we can win eight games next year? Love the show. Uh, let's not go crazy, Marlon. I don't know about eight wins. and uh, I, I think they can go 500. I think they can earn a bowl bid. Yeah. 
I mean, there's I, six wins that's doable for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the problem you got to start the other way and, and realize that three or four of those games are almost sure losses and then work from there. So, I mean, to win eight games, you're saying you're going to win everything else. Um, yeah. yeah. Every 50, 50 game you win. Yeah. All the coin game, flips. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't, I don't see that, but I think we can win seven games and earn a bowl bid, six, seven games. And by the way, that step forward would then allow you to upgrade your recruiting classes within the high schools. Then you're on your way. Here we go. And by the way, I understand, as Corey calls him, big some bitch that's going to be playing quarterback for Clemson looks good. But I have to say, there is no way that Clemson could sustain 10 years of quarterback elite excellence, the likes of which no college football team has ever seen in succession. There's just no way that kid could be as good as Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence. It's impossible. Well, no, he's not going to be the number one pick in the draft, we don't think, right? I could be saying that. He might be. But you would think they're taking a step back. Um, they're not going to be close to you yet. They're not. They didn't fall oh, down into a hole. Fall off a cliff. Yeah, but uh, but they lost their all-time best running back, and they lost uh, who apparently is better than Dalvin Cook. Well, and I, they I, lost. Listen, I'm a friend of David Hale, so are you guys. He's on crack. <laughs> Good. Guy, okay. Dude, thank Dal- you. Dalvin Cook is not only better than Travis Atn. He's a lot better. It's yeah. Not well, really hey, close. the number the numbers say something else, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, but they're losing uh, Etn and Trevor Lawrence and their best receiver. You can't keep. And I was and I don't think Alabama. I mean, I know we all know Alabama's Alabama. They have to take at least a bit of a step back. It's not going to be an LSU step back. Maybe not. <laughs> well, I mean, could, you can't, could, they lost. They lost like the best receiving core in history over the last two years. If somebody doesn't hire Tony Elliott away from there, I'm I'm going to march. I'm going to march on the College Football Hall of Fame. There you I'm go. Gonna, Mar- I'm going to yeah. start picketing Clemson. I mean, somebody. How is this guy not get a job? I mean, and, and if he gets a job, that could be a big deal well, because I. I mean, and if he, recruits who are paying attention listen to the dumbassery that uh, the head coach at Clemson utters every, I don't know, five words, maybe that'll make a difference at some point. Seminole Headlines, 97 Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Before we get to more headliner questions, we want to thank another sponsor, Horizon Bar and Grill is uh, on board with us now. If you don't know, uh, they're right there across from Blue Halo. Uh, and that is Bannerman Square. Yeah. Uh, it is, uh, well, it's delicious food. I really like the layout. I've been there a few times already. I've gotten to go like Ira has, but I've also sat there at the bar. It's spaced out well enough where you can sit outside, you can sit uh, inside. Uh, the food is delicious, uh, and they have a lot of options. That's the other thing. They have a lot of options. Uh, these are the former owners of Spirit. You had a lot of options there, too. That's carried over to Horizon Bar and Grill, but I like this atmosphere an awful lot. Uh, you can sit at a booth with your family, and you feel good about that. You can see all the TVs, of which there are many. Uh, yeah, you can yeah. kind of rent out this little private booth off to the side. Uh, if it's you and a, fe- a bunch of guys wanting to watch the playoff games, whatever it might be, you can do that. And then, of course, they have a big bar there. The food's delicious. I don't know what else to tell you other than uh, right now, you know, you, you, you're going to want to go in the early evening. Uh, these are their early days of opening up. They're going to expand down the line. But right now, you can certainly go get uh, a late lunch or an early dinner. Uh, and uh, the food is delicious. Yeah, You've been there more times than you went to Spirit, haven't you? Oh, well, already. Yeah, already. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's two minutes from my It's about five minutes from my house. Yeah, it's yeah. a great location for you. It is. Yeah, and it's uh, and they've got TVs. And the, the cool thing is, they you know, and again, the the – the hospitality is awesome. Like when Corey and I went, they knew Corey was weak and cold. 
Yeah. And so they brought out a heater that he could basically cuddle up to. Yeah, right I was patio. holding it. I was holding it like a newborn, <laughs> just to my chest. So, but uh, yeah, no, they're just—it's awesome people. Great food. Uh, you need to go check it out. It's Bannerman Crossing up off Thomasville Road. So Zach writes, I'm very encouraged by the success in the transfer portal. It shows me this staff will be able to recruit top high school talent very well once we get back to winning some games. What do you guys say? Well, we'll see. I don't know if it shows that. It shows that they know how to use the transfer portal. But in order to consistently recruit top-tier high school talent throughout the state, you have to develop relationships throughout the state. This might help them do that because many of these kids are from the state of Florida, which is a very big deal. That opens doors down the line. But they've got to start to build those relationships, and we'll see if they can. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a good sign. And if these guys produce, if these guys have nice years – and, and it was proved to be like, okay, they, they know what to do with these players. I think that's going to be positive as well. But, yeah, and the ultimate question, even if they win seven games next year, even if they win eight or nine games the year after that, the question that you know nobody knows the answer to yet, I don't even know if Mike Norvell could, can say he knows the answer to it, is whether or not they can sign those kids that Alabama, Clemson, or that you know Jimbo was able to sign when he was here. That's something that he's never really had to do before. And it's a different level. It's a different – it's just – it's not the same. Signing three and four-star guys is not the same as going out and getting the guy that Alabama and Clemson and everybody else wants. Yeah, beating out Memphis and East Carolina and UCF for a recruit isn't like beating out Nick Saban for a recruit. Trip right, Shittleman and Corey, this staff's recruiting ability has consistently come into question due to its limited Florida connections. However, they have efficiently targeted and landed some top portal players in this more, quote, normal cycle. With some on-field success this fall, does this recent momentum bode more, uh, comp- build more confidence in their ability to develop relationships and land blue-chip kids? Oh, perfect timing for you, Trip. Uh, he also wrote, happy to see Ira make it over the hill. You boys hold the door for him on the way out of the studio. Hashtag <laughs> Years of greatness for that ass. <laughs> That's yeah. good, good point. Yeah, you guys could start showing me a little respect. Yeah, it's as, true. as your elder, I yeah. think that would be uh, no, no, no. Think- when you when you rip my Lewis Hamilton comparison, I, all bets are off. I mean, that was the highlight of the show, and you were poo pooing it the whole time I was. Let me making ask you it. a question: How many times do you think I'd heard the name Lewis Hamilton before that segment in my life? Uh, probably you would have probably thought he was like on the OC or something. He was literally an actor. never heard that yeah. name in my life. Well, you got to expand, man. How about broadening some horizons? Speaking of horizons, how about broadening boom, your boom? Boom. Oh, that's well done. Also, Ira, if we suddenly went out of our way to show you more respect, you would begin to complain the way old people typically do. That it's very <laughs> obvious you fill a certain role. You're no longer vital yeah. or vibrant enough to be treated as an equal, but rather we make special exemptions for Ira because you know he's getting up there. We don't oh. want to do that. We don't no, want to do. I'm all about this special exemptions. Like I, I, we went and played, we went and played tennis at Forest Meadows, and they asked it, like the senior discount. And I was like, oh, no. "Hey, I'm 50. Can I get the senior discount?" And they're like, "No, you got to be like 62." And I was like, "Come on, I'm 50. Give me the yeah, discount." I'm 50. So you just I'm restaurants and movie theaters and stuff. What Go, you got? Bring it. Bring what it. You got? Bring what you got? Popcorn. <laughs> what do we get here? Snow cones. What do I got? <laughs> um, all right, Walter writes, "Happy New Year, gents." Fanboy Ira Chappelle got a super tweet from Rocky Blyer that was better than a pick pick your own free yarn farm. Uh, <laughs> who would Jeff and Corey want to get a random tweet from to get you feeling all warm in them plums? That uh, was awesome. He, yeah, uh, that was great, Ira. Uh, I, I don't know who you who do you want to tweet from, Corey? 
I would I'll, like, uh, if we're going down that road, of, if we're not going to talk about actresses from the 80s that I had huge crushes on, yeah. which Meredith Salinger is number one. If you've ever seen Dream a Little Dream, that yeah. was the number one. She's now married to Patton Oswalt, which yeah. is nuts. Um, it's good to be funny, I guess. But uh, I would say Dale Murphy. If Dale Murphy could tweet at me, that would be a, that would be a, that, the eight-year-old Corey would be fired up for that. My hero's dead. Willie Stargell died many years ago, so I can't get that tweet. Oh, well, at least you got a dad that's alive. <laughs> at least you got that. Yeah, you I'll got a father. I'll commiserate uh, the fact that Willie Stargell is dead with my father, my very yeah. alive father. So yeah. I'll take solid. I guess really going back, I'd rather get a tweet from my dad. If we had a really good <laughs> question, if he had Twitter up there, Corey, could send one to me. People, you still might hang in there. You never okay. know. You'd be All floating right. around the ether, getting ready I, to tweet any second now. I would love to know my dad's reaction if he saw Twitter. It would be like, what the is this? Yeah. Get that out of my face. I think <laughs> you can communicate with your son. I don't care. Get it out of my face. What's that blue bird? <laughs> I'd actually admire him for that. He said, I'm choosing not to. I'm not going to go on Twitter. This is beneath me. Society has yeah. fallen off a cliff. I'm not going to engage in this. Uh, Lee writes, did you see the last play of the Saints-Bears game? Yes, Jimmy Graham's catch. It was awesome. Uh, yes, he's telling me all about it. Ran into the tunnel. That's great. I know he's a king, but that was the greatest straight to the limo of all time, Ooh. writes Lee. It was a great straight to the limo because he's been talking about retirement. So it was a catch. Game's over. They're not kicking the extra point. They just got stomped. I'm going straight to the limo and for the rest of my life because football so was like Bo ja it was like Bo Jackson's run if he, Bo hadn't come, if he hadn't come back out, out onto the field. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. It's a great catch. Now, I'll tell you what, Jimmy Graham is one of those guys like you. I remember when he was playing basketball in college thinking, dude, that dude, he, he looks like a tight end. Yeah. And then he's just, yeah, let's just. Was uh, he the first one? He was the first one, right? Or was it Gates? Like, who was the first much. one that Gates became. Was before him. Antonio but, Gates before him. But Gates, but, but Gates had done some football, right? I guess Julius Peppers, Julius Peppers did both, but I, I feel like Gates had done both too. Like it feels like Jimmy Graham had never played football yeah, in his like, life, and they're like, "Hey, why don't you come up for the football team?" And now he's made eighty million dollars playing in the NFL for a decade and a half. Double check Antonio Gates. I don't remember okay. if he played football or not. I'm honest. I, I just remember that that started a trend of big yeah, ass basketball guys. Yeah, who came into the league and ended up being awesome. Um, also, what's his name? Yeah, he had played both. Yeah, okay. I was just trying to figure out guys that hadn't specifically ever played football before. You got an answer, Corey? Before I go to break, you know who was awesome. It just says he it says he played college basketball at Kent State, so he didn't play college football yeah, at all. So he he might have played coach. at some point. Okay. Um, what about Dave Winfield? I oh, know he was. A great oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. He originally enrolled at Michigan State University, wanting to play football under Nick Saban as well as Izzo. Upon enrolling, he learned that Saban wanted him to play only football. Ah, look at so that. he obviously was a pretty good high school tight end if he was going to play at Michigan State. So, no, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham was the one. D like, Dave Winfield was a really good basketball player. Dave but, Winfield was drafted was in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Dave Winfield was drafted in football, Major League Baseball, and the NBA. Yeah. He was also a part of that Minnesota team that had that crazy fight. He was also a guy who I once shook his hand at a spring training where he was walking into the stadium with some loved ones of his just to watch a game down in Jupiter, and I shook his hand, and I I, I, I thought he was going to break my arm. This guy is massive still to this day. He still looks like he could play. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a beast. 
He had a, a game-winning hit against the uh, World Series clinching hit against the Braves in 1992, a mere two weeks after uh, Francisco Cabrera broke Jeff Cameron's heart. You know, the good news about that was you just really couldn't capitalize on that momentous victory over the Pittsburgh yeah, Pirates. You guys choked it away like all 13 like always. times, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seminole Headlines continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Wrapping it up, a few more headliner questions. Let's get to it. Uh, Gator Kirk writes, keep up the good work. Brian writes, just wanted to dangle this sausage out there for you guys. <laughs> Registers is no doubt full of flavor and sometimes heat. Do you think with our additions in the offseason next year, you can have a register sausage bring in the heat player of the game? Oh, okay. Nicely done. Well, I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing there, Brian. The thing is, Ira will have to talk to our friends at Register Sausage. Great people and uh, the best people, really. Uh, I would just note that uh, that is a huge upgrade in cost. But they may be willing to uh, move forward with the upgrade. I mean, we've we done. Could have, uh, we could also have like the teeth rattling hit of the week for oh, Birch. For Birch, for Birch yeah. 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 What are we going to do? Oh, finding new horizons after we surpass three wins. You know, okay. then we yeah, got we got a lot of stuff working on. But yeah, yeah. I like the Registers uh, Player of the Week. I, I've gone back to it, Jeff. I think Patrick Stewart should play you from Star That's Trek. Fair. He's brilliant most people think of him as such and he's gorgeous for his age that's a fair one okay i like it okay. still going with a pagoda for me i can't think of anybody better that's okay. I, already, I already named who you are all right so butch writes hello gents quick question when is meeting the boys going to see a 2021 schedule training camp is closing fast <laughs> and i don't believe i've seen a schedule come out yet what gives it is crazy like they're they're good i mean their season's gonna start like in weeks yeah, yeah they practice starts in two weeks. I, I assume the games start in five weeks, and they don't know who they're playing. I, You know, look, Meat really wants to play 56 games. All the ACC coaches want to play 56 games. The ADs voted on 50. But the SEC and Big 12 and all the other ones are going to 56, or trying to at least. We'll see how many they play. But I think maybe that has something to do with it, is maybe they're holding out hope that they can get 56, um, get back to a 56-game schedule. But – who knows why the schedule? Otherwise, why hasn't it been announced? Like it is so random that like 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 I get not wanting to do the maximum number. Like I get saying, oh, fifty six is too many. We're not going to do that. We're going to do fifty. I mean, like that's 50, what does that matter? It's one exactly. two weekends. That's what I'm you saying. Know, like I can see if they were going to do twenty five, but no, yeah. they're doing fifty. Cutting six doesn't make a lot of sense. I think if I were meeting, I wanted to get you know reach my goal of fifty six games. I'd say, listen, I've tentatively put together an eighty game schedule. Yeah. Now, if you guys need to make some cuts, I understand 80 may seem excessive, but, you know, don't don't cut me off at the knees here. Well, how about 56, guys? Well, that's a compromise. That's a compromise, right? 56, the that's maximum a, number. That's a man who's negotiated some sales contracts in his days. <laughs> that's, right. that's what that is. All right. Jason writes, this seems sacrilegious to say, but might the COVID situation this year actually speed up the rebuild FSU so desperately needed? Norvell has now purged some underachieving players, attracted new ones through the portal who don't have to sit a year, and any older players we might want to hold on to for another year are still available. Is there a light at the end of this Shawshank tunnel? <laughs> I mean, I, I like really the like fact... reference to a Shawshank tunnel. That is wonderfully done. <laughs> I like the fact that he typed it out yeah. and the fact that you went ahead and read it. I went all in on it. I saw it and I said, that's really well done. You know what always uh, um, bothered me about that scene with the Shawshank tunnel? 
was he he takes the rock and busts the pipe, right? He yeah. waits for the lightning the and light. the thunder. Yeah. And then the it all spews out. Well, if you look at that hole that the 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 feces spews out of, ain't no way Tim Robbins climbed through that hole. It's not even as big as his head. So how did he actually they never could figure out how to put him climbing into the Shawshank tunnel. It just went ahead and showed you when he was halfway down. Yeah, they are, and he's throwing up as he's, but they never showed him. I'm like, man, the first it took me out of the movie. You know, it took one, me out of the movie. One problem I have with any any scene involving somebody in cramped quarters like that is I'm extremely claustrophobic in those situations. I, I my hands start to get sweaty. It's like watching somebody dangle from a cliff or something and some yeah. sort of heights. Man, when he's climbing through that and the tunnel's almost touching his head, and I think about the fact that you can't turn around. The more I think about the fact that he cannot turn around, I start to get anxiety. It really yeah. bothers me. I'm more, way more of a heights guy. So you, have you had an MRI? I'm sure you've had an MRI. Yeah, I've had an MRI. How, how'd you, you make know, it out alive? Yeah, I just close my eyes tightly and pretend I'm not in there. You pretend but, you're Tim Robbins. But you can't do that if through. you have to climb through a tunnel. You've yeah. got to actually climb and see where you're going. You can't just pretend like it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. I would, I would much rather climb climb through a tunnel than a a tunnel filled with rats. Like if oh, there was, well, yeah, man. Like so, Rambo, first blood when he's in exactly. the exactly like oh, that. And they're I, falling on his back. Oh, oh my god! No. Or squirrels, Corey. Squirrels. Yeah. Oh yeah. The armed squirrels these days. They 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 got knives. <laughs> So Jason writes the question, and we didn't answer it. It was well thought off. We just it was thought of. We just Sorry. kind of uh, hyper focused on the awesome reference to Shawshank <laughs> Tunnel. So, uh, and now I've made life really that's, difficult on the editor of this podcast. Five or six, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, do we think it, it's been sped up? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I. I think it was going to happen anyway. Um, I really think you know when Norvell came in, I think he gave as many honest chances as possible to the guys on this team. Um, but I think, you know, he was, I, there's a possibility if they had been here all spring and summer, some of those guys may not have even made it to the fall. So I, you know, I don't know. I don't know that you could say that for sure, but, um, It'd be a good but, team movie for them to watch though, by the way, Shawshank. Right. Uplifting. Yeah. Well, I actually thought about Sean Bryce. He asked me if he could see it and, and we almost did. It's a lengthy movie though. I haven't had yeah. the patience to sit down and go okay, dark well, at times, yeah, but you show out. the team and you're like, look, this is you last year as he's crawling through the feces. And then yeah. when he gets out in the rain and throws his hands up and, and falls down to the and big this lake. Is you after we get our sixth win to become bowl, yeah. eligibility. bowl eligibility. That's what you guys are going to be exactly right. Yeah. Uh, Nick writes, during last night's game, I couldn't help but think back to the greatness of the 2013 team. Still feel like it does not get the national respect that it deserves as one of the all-time great teams ever. Any idea as to when Winston's jersey will be retired? Great show, Godoles. Well, he's going to have to get in line, as we talked about earlier on the show today. I mean, I'm there with you. He deserves it. But sweet Jesus, if Marvin Jones and Peter Warwick aren't retired yet, then... Well, Marvin's is retired, right? Well, that's right, but we don't have yeah permanently the yeah, and they won't do that. I would say, I mean, I, I feel like they'll give that ten years, eight to ten years, probably. I don't, I don't think they're in a rush to do that. Um, when did when did they do Charlie's? Man, I feel like they did Charlie's before right, he right, left, like right away, right? I no, I literally think they had like a Heisman ceremony. They did, a, they did have a big thing, and did I they think do they retired then? his jersey then. They may have, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was different, but, uh, yeah, so it's going to be, it, it won't be that quick. I would say 
I'd say the over under is at twenty thirty is when they bring Jameis back for a, a retirement ceremony. Uh, Matthew writes, "Hey guys, how do you make new sources when new staff when new staffs come to town? Do you approach new hires? Do they approach you? Is it a little bit of both? What do they typically ask for in return?" Not looking for you guys to reveal any names or anything. I'm just curious about how all of that works. Straight I get cash. their numbers. Well, I get their numbers and send them pics. Yeah. You know, me working out, me flexing in the mirror. What What would you do, Jeff, with that torso? I don't really usually have to do anything as the preeminent Florida State voice. Um, right. Sure, they, they come to you. They kind of understand i got to do interviews with Jeff Cameron if I expect to be anything in this town, and I don't I don't discourage that. I think that's true. Uh, and I was a kingmaker. Uh, it, uh, I mean, to answer his question seriously, it's, um, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a process. I mean, you know, in, in, in terms of one thing that helps is the fact that we've all been covering Florida state for a long time. The fact that we have relationships with people who don't come and go. So, you know, there are people in the administration people on the staff that have been here a long time, anywhere from people in different departments, academics to, you know, the, the training staff to different areas of the administration. So when a new coach comes in or a new staff comes in and they're going to do an interview or they're, they meet you and then somebody might say, Oh, Oh yeah. Jeff's a good guy. Oh, Corey's a good guy. Watch out for Ira. Uh, right. You know, right. but you have They'll stab you in the back. Those yeah. relationships help. Um, and then, and, but then over most of it's, you know, just over time as you, you know, have conversations with people and you, and you, you know, if somebody, it, this, the person asking this question, I don't know if he has an interest in journalism, um, but what I tell people in journalism that are young in journalism is try to get to know the people you're covering more than just for what they do. If all you ever talk to them about is the sport that you cover and the games and the players, then they're not going to be as willing to open up to you. But if you ask them about the, how their kids are doing and just kind of get to know them a little bit, that, you know, that can help as well. Um but it, you know, it's it, it was hard this year for sure because of the pandemic. So we haven't been around a lot of these new coaches. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the, more often than not, the three of us on this show, it's you know, we've been around for a long time and people know who we are. And that really and, helps, actually. And, to be honest, yeah. with you. no, it definitely does. I was only kind of joking, but I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, like I have interviewed every coach we've had for the last twenty plus years. So. I mean, I think it does happen where people say, oh, yeah, that guy's been covering the team a long time. He's got an afternoon show. It's probably a good interview to do. And then you just kind of, you know, you just get to meet him. And it's exactly like Ira just said. If you don't just ask football stuff, but rather you get to know who they are, that certainly helps ease the transition a little bit and people begin to feel more comfortable. And then you can't burn them. I mean, you right. can do your job. You can do your job. You can be critical where you think that you need to be, but it can't be personal. Um, and, and, and it can just be about the football and they can get mad about it if they want, but you have and, a job to do as well. And you don't have to run with every little tidbit you get. Uh, that's, I mean, that's a pretty big one. Yeah. yeah. That's I think, and that's a mistake. You know, I think a lot of young journalists make as you or inexperienced journalists as you. Well, the three of us guys have watched them come and go. We know the yeah. neophytes. We've watched all these kids come in here. They get out over their skis. They're a little <laughs> bit too excited about every little thing. They report some asinine thing and pretty soon they're gone. They're off the, they're off the in, beat. Into we the all, wind. Yeah, Not this trio. We're going to be doing it until we're 80. Yeah. Hey, coaches come and go, the three of us. We're not going anywhere. We're just going to – That's the so beauty of Seminole Headlines. It's, That's it's why we're going to have our uh, our 11-year reunion, our 11-year anniversary here coming up soon, as soon as everybody gets vaccinated. 
Yeah, I uh, I look forward to that. That'll be a big night where uh, the three of us drink till five a.m. and then do a show at six a.m. Horizons does want to Corey, right? They want Horizons wants to have us at the uh, at the bar and grill for some. Once we can allow people, people can be allowed to congregate. They yeah. uh, they want us to have another event. There, I right? love the idea of that. Yeah, yeah. The, take this pu- take this puppy on the road. It's a, it's a well, to be clear, people are allowed to congregate now. Uh, the three of us won't be at that congregation though <laughs> <laughs> for a while. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> but I mean, Hey, I was just going to say that. Yeah, yeah. People can congregate there, but you know, you're not looking for mass crowds. Like yeah. when a seminal headlines party happens, you know, the, the party we I had mean, in spirit was, I mean, they're having to call like fire engines. I mean, well, it, was, it was crazy. Uh, I mean, it's going to be overflowing though. They'll, they'll I mean, yeah, obviously we got to, it'll take over the parking park- lot. We got a bigger parking lot at horizon though. We're going to yeah. be, right. we'll be able to house the thousands that come to say hello and shake our hands. Yep. Well, and our, drop our off fist gifts. Bump. We're going to do some fist, fist bumps. Bump and autographs and pictures. We can, we can accommodate all of that. That's a, uh, I mean, that, that number's in the thousands. We got to be able to do that guys. All right. This time around, we'll try it again for Corey, for Ira. I'm Jeff. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Be well, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, every Tuesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Get more from Jeff, Corey, and Ira via iTunes and in the 97.9 ESPN Radio Audio Vault. This has been a production of 97.9 ESPN Radio, Tallahassee Sports Monster.